the grace of God and the peace of God, the love of God, his mercy, they are all yours in our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the Old Testament reading from this morning, Psalm 121. I'd like to just open up again with these words. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. Please bear with me if you have heard me tell this story before, okay? This was, uh, this was some time ago. In fact, it was exactly 17 years ago that Karen and I rode our bikes from our home in St. Cloud to Clear Lake, Iowa about 255 miles, and we did it in in five days. Now, here's why we were making this journey. At the time, we had a daughter and son-in-law who were living in Clear Lake, and we also had our son, Marty, who had just finished his year of vicarage of internship down in Georgia. And during that year of vicarage, they needed two cars, so we had loaned them one of our cars so that Marty and Amanda each had a car. But now coming back to the seminary in St. Louis for his last year, they only needed the one car. We could have our car back. And so we decided we would meet in Clear Lake, Iowa, as they came back from Georgia and then would head to St. Louis, that we would meet at our daughter's house in Clear Lake and pick up our vehicle. And rather than drive one vehicle down and then have two vehicles to drive back up, we decided that we would bike down there and have only one vehicle to bring back home. And, and you need to know that I told Karen we could do this trip because look at, look at any map, look at any globe. Minnesota is up north. <laughs> Iowa's down south. It is downhill all <laughs> the way. Well, we had a great first day, sunny, relatively cool, north wind at our back. We made 85 miles that first day, all the way to New Prague. The last 15 miles, however, were a little bit harrowing that day. Here's what happened. Throughout the course of the day, as as would happen, we encountered a few hills, which at the get-go was okay, But as the day wore on, Karen began to express some opinions about the hills. (laughs) And during a late afternoon break, she said this. She said, if I see another hill, I'm going to scream. So we got back on our bikes, and we were riding along, and we were going downhill. And because I weigh just a little bit more than Karen, I coast a whole lot faster than she does. So I was a couple hundred yards in front of her. And I passed a a farm on our right. And as I keep on going, all of a sudden I hear a scream from behind me. And and I envision in my mind that the farm dog has come out and is trying to attack Karen. So I quickly pull over and I stop. And and, and Karen, I, I, I turn around, I fully expect to see this farm dog grabbing her leg or who knows what. 
But here comes Karen, no farm dog. I said, why did you scream? She pointed ahead. <laughs> See that hill? I told you that if I saw another hill, if I had to bike up another hill, I was going to scream. Huh. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? I don't know what the hill is that is looming in front of you right now. In fact, to you, it might seem to be more than just a hill. It might look like a mountain to you. I don't know how many hills you've already had to try and trek up. I, I have no idea. And I don't know, perhaps you are at the point of, as you see this hill, as you see this mountain in front of you, you have promised that if you see another one, you're going to scream. I don't know. But this I do know. And I know it from David, or whoever it is who wrote this psalm. Don't focus on the hill. Don't just only look at the hill. Look beyond the hill. Look up. Look up. Look to the one who made not only hills, but made mountains. As David says, I lift up my eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So, how come there are hills in life? The very fact that there are hills in life, and there are, aren't there? The very fact that there are hills in life, does that mean that God really can't be trusted? I mean, look at all of the promises, especially the promises in Psalm 121 about all the offered help. Can he really be trusted? Because he's still leaving the hills there in front of us. So how come there are hills still in front of us? It's because we are fallen people living in a, a fallen world. It's because this isn't heaven. This is earth. Some of the hills you face, they're of our own making. Some of the hills we face, somebody else made them for us. But you know, God never promised that there wouldn't be hills. In fact, the Lord Jesus, shortly before he went to the cross, said this to his disciples. In this world, you will have trouble. But then, and it's almost as if he's trying to echo Psalm 121, but I have overcome the world. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? You know, here's what I find especially comforting with regards to how that question is answered in Psalm 121. The answer 
comes from the person who is writing the song? The answer is his life experience. The answer isn't like a political ad. You know the kind, we're seeing lots of them these days, where the candidate comes on, says a whole bunch of nice things about themselves, and then announces their name and says, and I approve of this message. Well, why wouldn't you? Psalm 121 is not God saying a whole lot of nice things about himself and then announcing his name and saying, and I approve of this message. He doesn't need to be self-serving. No, Psalm 121 is written by a person who experienced it, someone who lived it. Someone whose life's experience was full of hills, and yet someone whose life experience was even more full of God's care and provision and help in the face of the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And all that follows is his personal testimony. Every way the Lord had helped him. Because of the Lord, his foot hadn't slipped. Now, if you've ever done any rock climbing, any hill climbing, you know you don't want your foot to slip when you are climbing. That's the last thing you want. He will not let your foot slip. The Lord had kept a constant watch over him. Never a moment where the Lord took his eyes off of him. Never a moment where the Lord grew weary and needed to take a quick nap in order to refresh himself so that he could keep on watching this child of his. No, he who watches over you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And the Lord not only kept a constant watch over him, the Lord made sure that he felt and knew that he was as close to him as his right hand. Throughout the day, the sun will not harm you. Throughout the night, the moon will not strike you. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night, and he will never stop. Never stop watching over you. Never stop protecting you. Never stop being your help. Never stop being there for you. Never, not until he has you safely home. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Now take a good look at the hill that is in front of you and is way bigger than you. 
and then look up beyond the hill. And, and let this sink in. Your help is the one who made the hills. My help is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, which means he is bigger than that hill. In fact, he is bigger than any hill you or I will ever face. Karen and I did make it up that hill. <laughs> and yeah, there were a few more hills yet that day. And in the ensuing days, there were some more hills. And, and in fact, what happened in the ensuing days is that north tailwind turned into a south, biking into it kind of a wind. But in the end, because of the hills, I'm happy and proud to say our legs were stronger because of the hills. Which is why in this life God will not eliminate the hills from our lives, even though he could. Because it's the hills that help make our faith in him stronger. It's the hills that show us just how big our God is. Romans chapter 5. We also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. We arrived in Clear Lake, Iowa about 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. And as it turns out, it wasn't all downhill to Iowa. It's not all downhill to heaven either. But be assured of this. What makes what is said in Psalm 121 and what makes what is promised in Psalm 121 an absolute certainty and what validates that one person's experience as God helped him over and through all the hills of his life, what validates that, what makes it true for all of us what makes his experience true for all of us is this. Jesus Christ, God's son, climbed the hill. The mountain called Calvary. The place of the skull. He climbed that hill. Which you, and, and there he died for the sum total of all of our hills in life. And then on the third day, he rose again. And he ascended into heaven. And he reigns. He reigns as king over all. And it's from him that your help comes from. 
And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.